0: You're listening to the Long Hollow Student Ministry Podcast. For more information and to stay up to date on what we have going on, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at LH Students. no school tomorrow. Everybody cool with that? All right, here's one for you. This is, a, this is an easy one. Do y'all love you some Will Moore? I love me some Will Moore. Everybody, I love some Will Moore. love his whole team. Uh, very grateful for him and uh, what God is doing in here. It's like this weird noise. Um, man, super stoked to be with you. My name's Jeff. If we haven't met yet, and I hope to see you at Movement Weekend, it really is one of the highlights of the year for me. Uh, What God does there and the experience we have together is unbelievable. So if you've not experienced it yet, you should show up. It's going to be great. Well, we're wrapping up our series tonight called Love Is, all right? And our prayer is that during this series, you've learned some practical, relational things that help you today. We're going to finish that up tonight talking about this idea of trust, right? This idea of trust. We talk about trust, I can't, I can't take it lightly. I mean, it, it's serious, but I also know how serious it is in our lives. When I think about trust, one moment, this is a lighthearted idea of trust. One of, the, one of the moments that taught me much about being a dad was this moment of trust. When I, I lived in Miami before I moved here, and so um, my hobbies, all that was in the ocean. So we'd spearfish and we would get lobster. We, our, our family, days off, we were on the ocean, we were in the ocean. So when I had two boys, I said, man, I want my boys to grow up doing what I'm doing. Uh, my first goal didn't really work out. I was hoping my first son would water ski by the time he was two years old. That did not work out. All right, so it was a valiant effort. The second one was this. By the time he's four years old, I want my son to be able to do some free diving with me and help me get lobster. Now, shooting fish is another deal, but it helped me get lobster. And he was really hesitant he was really hesitant to get in the water he would get on a tube and i could pull him around on a tube behind the boat but when it came to like putting on his mask and fins i'd got him a set and like jumping in and going under he was like "Uh -uh." and he had justifiable reason right Like there was a lot of reasons he'd been on the ocean a lot he knew there was currents he knew there was fish he he saw his uncle after me and his uncle were spearfishing his uncle got bit by a shark and so my, my four-year-old sitting on the couch next to him while we're pulling the 40 stitches out of his leg after being bit by a shark. So he, he's seen all this, and I can see why in his mind he's like, Dad, I don't think so, right? Like, that makes sense. But here's the deal. After some talking and after some coaching, he finally said, all right, I'll do it with you, Dad. And that was this moment. Check it out. It was this moment. I jump in the water. I turn on the GoPro. You can see this on the screen. I turn on the GoPro, and I'm like, all right, I can't miss this moment. This is one of the most most important moments in his life. And so we're about 12 miles offshore where it's nice and shallow, kind of clear, and he makes the decision. Finally, he's like, all right, Dad, I trust you. Boom, right? So in he comes, and he starts swimming around. And you can tell once his face gets in the water, he's like, I am about that life, right? Like he is excited. He's exploring all new he's just blown away at everything that's down there and I'm like dude this is where we learn we're gonna go look for lobsters together so I grab him and I say man you just hang on and come with me and I'm gonna carry you as we do this together and so in these moments I'm learning that he's looking at me as dad and saying dad I love you but can I trust you in these moments this is scary this is hard can I trust you in these moments And ultimately grabs on, and we swim around forever, just enjoying the time together. That moment stood out to me as one of those dad moments where I'm like, man, that's what trust looked like. I wish, I wish trust was always that easy. I wish trust was always that easy to jump off the side of a boat and go have some fun. I wish it was. I remember the first time... I got the, my heart torn out of my chest by a girl, right? Can anybody identify with that? Anybody had their heart ripped out of their chest by somebody? No, okay, good. I thought I was alone. One is such a lonely number. Right, I thought, thought that was me. So I'll never forget that. We, I've been dating this girl for like two years. And I, I was now a junior in high school. We, we've been dating two years. And of course, you think it's going to last forever. I did. And all of a sudden, I get a call out of nowhere like, Hey, I don't want to. I don't want to go out anymore. And I'm like, what? And I was like, are you crazy? You want to break up with all this, right? Actually, it wasn't like that at all. It was more like, oh god, I couldn't even respond, right? Like it was, it was horrible. Like she broke up with me because some dude had a limo because his parents had left her a bunch, left him a bunch of money. Like it was heartbreaking. I'm like, okay, I'm. I, I just felt horrible about myself, and it took me forever to learn to trust because I thought everything was good and. And clearly, it wasn't anything that I thought. Here's the truth. You may or may not have had the heart ripped out of your chest by some vicious person. Maybe not. But we get hurt in a lot of ways, and here's what I don't want to minimize, is we get hurt in many different ways. Sometimes it's through our family, right? Sometimes it's through our parents. I mean, if I'm, if I'm real real, like, and I hope to be, every time I speak, I want to be transparent. Like, here I am, graduated from college, I've been in ministry for a long time, and I realize I'm still dealing with some wounds from my dad. Like, like that junk is for real, right? And I'm learning that, I, oh man, I have some trust issues because of some hurts back in the day, right? Sometimes it's parents, sometimes it might be friends, sometimes it might be enemies of people that are trying to hurt us. Maybe it was a boyfriend-girl thing for you, like, man, he said that he loved me, he said, that he cared about me, and all of a sudden it's no more, and you're like, wait, I don't get it. It's a trust issue. Maybe it was a teacher, an adult, or someone with reckless words who could have just corrected you, but instead of correcting you, they had to attack you and try to belittle you. And as a result, you carry and you harbor hurt, and you wonder, can I have a healthy relationship, or can I trust authority, because I have trusted authority, and they've hurt me. These are all legitimate things. And you may have somebody like Jeff, you're not even close. That might be true. But tonight I, tr- I want to I teach you from God's word. I want us to dig into God's word. I want you to see what trust looks like. And here's the big idea. Here's the thing I want you to get, that you can trust the Lord with your relationships. That God is not distant. God is not far. God is not unconcerned with your relationships. If you have your Bibles, open them to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, we're going to go there. If you have it on your phone, that's fine. Man, just put it on airplane mode or something. Listen, for these few minutes, I know your phone is with you all the time, 24-7. I know it's an electronic leash, Minus two. Maybe put it on airplane mode for a couple minutes so that you can just get what God has for you. Proverbs 3, we're going to look at verses 1 through 5. And I want you to hear what it says about trust. Here we go. It says, my son... Also, my daughter, don't forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commands, for they will bring you many days of full life and well-being. Never let loyalty and faithfulness leave you. Tie them around your neck. Write them on a tablet around your heart. Then you will find favor and high regard with God and people. Here's a verse you've probably heard, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. There's a lot, there's a wealth of wisdom in these verses and we're gonna dig in. My fear is sometimes we're like, oh I've heard that, I got this, I promise you, if you take that callous approach to scripture, you're gonna miss what God has for you. Take a pencil, take a pen, whatever you've got, underline or highlighter, it doesn't matter and, and let's look at this together. Here's the first thing, if we're gonna talk about trusting the Lord with your relationship, Here's the first thing we've got to see, is that we've got to trust the word. Those, those verses we just read, we, we've got to trust the word of God. Listen to what he says. He says, my son, don't forget my teaching. Let your heart keep my commands. And then as a result, if then, if you do this, then what? They will bring you many days of full life, well-being. So a rhetorical question. How do you begin to trust someone? How do you do that? Well, you get to know them, right? Like, I, I don't trust people that I just meet. That, that's hard for me. You know, like, I, I think I'm a magnet for people, like, walking through a parking lot for people to stop and either ask for something or want to give me some strange thing. I feel like I'm a magnet for that. I, I don't just meet somebody and automatically take their word for them. I'm just not trusting that way, right? Um, you get to know someone by spending time with them. You get to know someone, you begin to trust someone because you've invested time in who that person is. Let me just suggest this, and this isn't me throwing shade, this isn't me coming after you, but when we're talking about this idea of trusting God, some of you are already struggling with that thought. And here's why. Because if if the only way you get to trust someone is to know them and to spend time with them, the truth is that part of your life of spending time and investing in your relationship with God has been missing. And because you haven't invested time into knowing God and actually knowing who he is, it's hard to trust someone you don't know. All right, some would make the argument, well, I can't really see him. I can't really feel him. How do I trust him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the idea that he's going to save me from hell. I love that. I trust him for that. But trust him in this relationship? That's hard to do. Knowing God helps us know who he is. And that helps us be able to trust him. Let me, let me share what the Bible says about trust. You know what this word literally is described as? And I think this is important. I, I don't take trust lightly, and neither should you, by the way. But if you were to, to look at the word trust right there where it says trust in the Lord, here's what it means. I don't know how to describe it, but I, I, can, I can act it out. Here's literally what it means, is that you're willing to do this, that you're willing to lay face down, lay flat, and wait right? It's like this. Imagine you're in front of like a king or a ruler and you're laying flat and you're waiting on your next command. And as awkward as that seems, this is fully what trust is, is I'm waiting. I'm listening. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not moving ahead of you. I'm not running from you. I'm dependent on who you are. That's what that word trust means when we say we trust God. Here's the key. Many times that's hard to do with humans. To have that kind of trust in people can be very difficult. But God is calling us to say, listen, if you'll know me, this is the kind of trust that can develop. And all through scripture, we see people who wait on the Lord, who trust him. And as a result, God uses them greatly. Students, listen. To navigate trust in our relationships, we must first trust the word. We must first trust God. Here's another thing that trips us up sometimes is that sometimes we look at maybe our earthly dad, or whatever we have as an earthly father figure, whoever that is for you, and we assume that because our earthly father figure is that way, that our heavenly father figure must be that way also. Can I be honest? My dad, I I don't feel like he ever accepted me. I I don't feel like there were times, he, he was never, I mean, he passed away. I'm, I'm not throwing shade. I'll just be transparent because I think that's how we get somewhere. I don't feel like he ever intentionally pursued me as a son. I, I didn't know he was proud of me. I didn't know any of that. And so now I realize, wow, there are times that I put that on God. And I think, God, do you do you really do you really care about me? I mean, my earthly dad didn't. Do you do you care about me? And then I have to realize, wait a second, it's, I can't do that. Because my heavenly father is perfect and knows all things and is sovereign and holds all things in his hands. And my dad, who was an earthly man, and he had a relationship with Jesus, but he didn't know how to show that for me. I can't put that on God. So I want to challenge you that if you're going to trust God in all your relationships, you can't take your earthly relationships and try to frame who God is around them. Verse 5 that we just looked at makes a really strong point. Here's what it says, I think we, we overlook it all the time. It says, trust the Lord, but listen, we don't lean on our what? Own understanding. Here's what he's not saying. He's not saying, hey, don't use common sense. He's not saying that. He's not saying, oh, you have experience? Don't, don't, don't listen to your experience. Just do what God, t-. no, he's not saying that. He's saying that if we have this kind of trust in God that's waiting and patient and ready to, to listen, that God is gonna help us navigate difficult things. Here's what he's saying. He's saying that his teachings, the things that he instructs us, the character of who God is, if we keep those things, we can experience a full life. And get this, this would be awesome. An emotionally healthy life. I don't want you to raise your hand. Please don't. But how many of us would love to have an emotionally healthy life? How about one emotionally healthy day where we feel like I belong and I am loved and I am a child of God and that changes my view of relationships. Man, many of us are longing for that. Listen, it only starts in one place and that's with trusting God. Does it mean if you trust God that no one will ever hurt you again? No, it does not. Does it mean that everyone's always gonna be honest with you? No, it does not. We're not talking about other people's actions, we're talking about yours, right? Here's what it does mean. It does mean that God gives you grace to navigate difficult relationships. Because your center, your approval, is not based on what they say, your approval comes from being a child of the one true God. That's where trust comes in. God gives us grace to navigate those relationships. Listen, it also means you'll have more wisdom to to avoid Negative, life-destroying situations, get this, and people. There are some people in your life possibly right now that are just negative and tearing you down, that are pointing you toward the wrong things, that consistently make you feel insecure because it makes them feel better. You wanna hear a weird story? I wasn't even gonna share this, I'm gonna share it. Here's how insecure I was in middle school. You can make fun of me later if you want to. Um, I, I went over to this guy's house, he was my friend, I thought, in middle school, his name was Randy, and at the time, I lived in Michigan, and he was kind of a bully, but I wanted to be accepted by him, so I went over to his house, and legit, you know what he did? He was like, um, yeah, it's snowing, because we are in Michigan, but you can't go in the house until you let me hit you with a snowball. Like, is that weird? And I was like, well, okay, right? Like, I know you're probably thinking, that's crazy, but you've got your own Randy's. And I I would, like, move, and I finally let him hit me with a snowball. Now now I realize that's a complete psychopath, right? In middle school, I didn't know. I let this guy hit me with a snowball so I could go in the house. And I'm like, why in the world would I hang out with this dude? Some of you got your own Randy's. A snowball isn't snow, but it's weird. You can trust God's word. But here's the other part. You've got to trust the process. You've gotta trust the process. What does the process look like? Look at verse three, all right? If we got it, bring it up on the screen, verse three. I love these words, listen. Never let loyalty and faithfulness leave you. Underline those words. I love those words, you know why? Because it reminds us of who we're supposed to be. God is using these verses to paint a picture. Listen, you are mine, you belong to me, you can have healthy relationships. You be the one that's loyal and faithful. You be that person. He says, tie them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. You'll find favor. Listen, that was what they would do. Tie them around your neck. What's that? That's like a necklace. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Always remind Why would he say this? Here's why. Because it would remind them that the days and situations and people could be evil. So if they were reminded of the truth of who God is, it would sustain them in difficult moments. So he's encouraging them, listen, who are you? You are the loyal. You are the faithful. You remember this. When other people aren't loyal, when other people aren't faithful, when other people speak evil of you and lie about you and post things that aren't true, they remind us of who we're supposed to be. And bigger yet, don't miss this, students, bigger yet, it reminds us of who God is. God is loyal. God is faithful. I can honestly say, I have some close friends. There's there's two guys that come to mind that we've been friends for over 20 years, which I know seems crazy longer than you've been alive, right? But get this, I can say without a, without a, a... fraction of a doubt anywhere those guys love Jesus and they're loyal and faithful and I'm so thankful for godly friends listen God is calling us to be loyal to be faithful here's why that matters because regardless of what has happened to you don't miss this regardless of what has happened to you God is calling you to be loyal and faithful here's what's normal Usually when we get hurt, we want to respond in the flesh, right? You hurt me, I'll show you what time it is, right? I I will, I'm going to hurt you. I want to be bitter. I'm going to carry that around. You say something negative about me, I'm coming after you. There's no trust in the Lord for relationships. We've been offended. We are going to offend someone else. And yet, trusting the process means that you believe God's word is true get this, and that he's holding you regardless of other people's actions, that God holds you regardless of what anybody else does. God is the one who's loyal. God is the one who's true. God is the one who's faithful. In our sin nature, we want to fight back. Trust the word. Trust the process. Remember what God has taught you. You be faithful. You be loyal. You be the one who sets the tone for what true godly friendship looks like. You know, sometimes we make this list of all the things we're supposed to be. Sometimes we make this list of all the ways that that we should live this life. Listen, here's two that got to be on it. God, help me to be loyal. God, help me to be faithful, right? Here's a couple thoughts, right? How do I learn to trust again? So let's say you've been hurt. How do I learn to trust again? Here's here's the first thought. Here's, Here's just a couple things I think we have to remember when we talk about trust, right? And listen, we we know what that first part of trust means, right, like laying flat, waiting for God. Listen, it doesn't mean you trust everybody that way, right, I trust a lot of people, but I don't trust a lot of people that way, so don't, don't mix that up, we are to trust God that way. Here's the first one, maybe you need to offer forgiveness or get this, maybe you need to ask for forgiveness. I mean, let's just be real, maybe you're the offender You need to offer or ask for forgiveness, listen, even if they don't deserve it. Because you you offer forgiveness doesn't mean you're letting them off the hook. Because you forgive them doesn't mean that they didn't hurt you. It doesn't mean that you're ignoring it. But you cannot learn to trust people again until you learn to forgive. Forgiveness will always precede trust every single time. Whether they deserve it or not. Number two, understand that when you forgive someone, it doesn't mean you trust them. If someone has hurt you and they come to you and they say, I- I'm sorry, you can forgive them and it doesn't mean you have to trust them right away, right? Somebody walks up and hits me in the face and then comes back five minutes later and says, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be like, no, it's all good, man. Hey, um, let's go hang out. i am be like, no, nah, fam, hold on. Like, if he raises his hand, I'm going to be like, ah, right? Like, I'm, I'm, it's going to take a while to learn to trust it doesn't mean that I automatically things are right back the way they were because I forgave you. Forgave, forgiving just means I've lifted that burden off me. Here's number three. Trust has to be earned. Yes, listen, people should earn your trust. People should prove that they're loyal, that they're faithful, that they're, they're, they're your friend, that they have the best in mind for you. People will fail us, yes, but true friends will, will prove that they are the ones that are loyal and faithful, but get this, you may have to earn someone's trust back. There's a chance you've hurt someone and you're you're expecting everything to be right back to normal. Wait a second. You may be the one that has to earn their trust again. Listen, that's not bad. That is a good thing and it's good for us when we have to to earn other people's trust because it reminds us that we're broken and that we can hurt people and that we don't want to do it again. Number four, here's the last one. Remove perpetual offenders from your circle of friends. Trust in God. If you've got someone who's consistently negative, consistently pulling you, consistently hurting you, maybe you're a glutton for punishment, I don't know, but here's the deal. Remove that person from your circle. Remove that person. You don't have to live that way, right? So here's what we're gonna do. We've got some questions for you. We wanna take a few minutes, and wanna go into group question, talk about this together, and then we're gonna come back and wrap it up, all right? So go ahead. Well, our prayer is, is that you, uh, during group question time, actually get a chance to, to talk through and have some honest, transparent moments. Can I just be real, it's easy, it's real easy. Hold on, I know there's still some talking, hold on. It's real easy to be always, be really transparent, but you don't get anywhere unless you really start to open up your heart and your life to other people. You have to trust them to do that. But our prayer is that you will find people, loyal, faithful people in your life that you can share that with. I'm gonna read these verses one more time. And my prayer is that in light of what we've just heard, you'll hear these verses a little bit differently and you'll see how they apply. And I've got two quick things. Listen close, here we go. My son, my, my daughter, don't forget my teaching. Let your heart keep my commands. They will bring you many days of full life and well being. Never let loyalty and faithfulness leave you. Tie them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. That is when you will find favor and high regard with God and people. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't rely on your own understanding. Here's two thoughts we wanna encourage you with tonight. We wanna encourage you to trust the Lord. We, We talked about that image of laying flat, that you would trust the Lord tonight to do this. Number one, to commit to get to know God better. You want an emotionally healthy life? Listen, you want an emotionally healthy life? Get to know God better. You're saying those two things are related? They absolutely are. How can you know peace? How can you know emotional health if you don't know the God of those things? You have to spend time with God. And here's the second part. Experience healthy, godly relationships as a result. For some of you, you don't trust God because you've never given your life to Him. You've never even trusted God with your salvation. Listen, we're talking about this kind of trust, right? God, I trust you with my eternity. I trust you with my salvation. God, I trust you with my relationships, all those things. Listen, tonight, some of you, it's time for you to get on your knees and say, God, I trust you with all these things. I trust you in all my relationships. I want to remember what you've taught me and walk in those things. Would you close your eyes with me? The band's going to play and we're going to sing some songs and it's going to be awesome. But for one moment, I want you to look inside your own heart. What do you need right now? And if, you, if you're just distracted, it's cool. Just, just sit still. Don't, don't rob someone else's moment because you're unsatisfied, okay? Don't do that. But if in this moment, you, you've, God has spoken to you, God has moved in you, then tonight I just want you to talk to God. Tonight I want you to put your trust in God. Maybe tonight it's trust for salvation. If that's true, get with the leader at your table. Say, I want to put my faith in God for salvation and let them help you. Tonight is your night. But maybe you need forgiveness. Maybe you you want to learn to trust again. Maybe you want to commit to know God. The altar is open. As Ben begins to pray and play, excuse me, you can come and pray here. It's open. We invite you to just come and be. And when you're done talking to God, then go. Sit at your seat or join singing, whatever. Whatever you choose to do, though, don't do it without doing business with God tonight. Lord, I pray um, that as you teach us and as your word moves us, Lord, that you would uh, help us to be honest with ourselves and to be honest with you. Help us never to be callous, God, to what your spirit is trying to do in us. Lord, I pray for those tonight that, that you're working in their hearts. May they be honest and open with you, God. Change us. Help us to be emotionally healthy people who have honest, godly relationships. We love you, Jesus.